Are you ready, all you fans out there and out there land? I say it's time again. Have mercy, let the congregation say amen. It's time for the biggest, baddest party in the world. So get on up, turn it up a notch, and get ready to boogie, baby. Are you ready for some football right here on the Landry Sports Landry Football Network? We have the debut episode of our show. You know I'm right on football. And I am Nick Durst, joined, of course, by Joe Calabrese. And Joe, we had some technical difficulties, but we are now live. We're good. All across the country. We are ready to go. And... It's time to get into the show. So, Joe, why don't you give everybody a little background on us, what we've been doing, and then we'll get into what people can expect on the show. Sounds good. So, uh, you and I are from Staten Island, New York. So, this is very, very interesting. We linked up. We linked up with Chris Landry, and who uh, who has this nice little Twitch network. Uh, both of us have experience doing sports media. I previously have worked for the National Hockey League. I have worked for CBS, including the CBS Sports Network, as a freelancer. And now I work at Major League uh, Baseball. So I work at MLB Network in Secaucus, do media there, uh, do stuff for MLB.com. You have a background in Bleacher Report, right? You actually pre- previously uh, worked at the uh, MLB Network, too, but you work for DAZN. Uh, briefly before everything in the uh, the world that's going on right now happened and that kind of threw everything in flux and uh but you also do have a media background too uh we are excited we have a you know our right a, a you know i'm right podcast and so if anyone wants to check us out you can check us out there we're taking now to a live twitch show on the landry football network we're going to be here every sunday morning throughout the nfl season at 11 a.m Check us out. We'll share the links. Uh, we're going to share on Facebook. We're going to share on other, every other social media platform. Uh, we're going to have a really, really good time doing this. I'm really excited for the opportunity. I'm pumped. You're pumped. There's more to this. Tell them. There's more to this. Uh, you know, we're going to be here live every, of course, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, getting you ready for the games. And the way that this is going to really work this show is we're going to talk about every game. We're going to get you your news. So if you're a fantasy player, much like Joe, this might be a good show because it is going to allow you to know who's playing or, you know, whatnot. But, you know, a unique part of the show, Joe, right, is, you know, not to rat you out here, but you've occasionally done some uh, some parlays or some uh, – some betting on, on NFL. I mean, it is legal. So we're going to look at some games with, with some odds, right, Joe? And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into some odds real quick today. Um, we got our odds today, courtesy of American uh, betting experts. So we want to thank them for certainly getting that, that out there, giving, giving those odds. We're going to do some over-unders, talk about each team in the league. Uh, but we did have some news before we came on the show, Joe. Uh, and that is that Deshaun Watson signs his extension. Uh, Javion Clowney is going to reunite with Mike Vrabel. He's going to be on the Titans. And, of course, Adrian Peterson going to the Lions. He's not done yet. What do you think about all those, those moves that happened last night and this morning? Yeah, so we'll start. Uh, we'll go move by move. Um, Deshaun Watson, I believe, got a four-year, $160 million contract extension from the Houston Texans. I believe that figure is correct. Uh, Most people know that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is now the second highest paid player in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. And I believe uh, our guy, Russell Wilson is third, right? So that makes total sense. Uh, If you were to ask any NFL fan right now, who the three or four most valuable quarterbacks are, who are the three or four most talented quarterbacks i think those three guys are also uh also going to be very high up in the discussion right so uh the watson extension was well deserved 
Uh, moving on to Jadavion Clowney quickly. It was a one-year, $15 million contract. Uh, he's linking up with Mike Vrabel and going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that team coming off an AFC championship run. Uh, they extended Ryan Tannehill in the offseason. It seems like what they're doing is sustaining what they did last year and trying to add a little bit to it. And I think they got some value here with Clowney because Clowney was looking for a lot of money. Didn't happen. Uh, obviously, everything, again, happening in the world. Very yeah. odd situation with him. He was a star player who's worth the money, I think. Uh, he's an excellent run stopper. Not so much an elite pass rusher, per se, but he's an elite disruptor, which I still think he was worth the money. Uh, I believe that was a really good move for the Titans. Uh, I believe they lost Jarrell Casey to the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, it came, also came out that uh, the Saints also offered Claudia a deal, but it was two million dollars less. So he decided to go with the Titans, of course. Right, and for anybody who also follows the NFL, they knows that the New Orleans Saints are one of those teams that always is run up right against the salary cap every single season. Uh, you wonder if the Saints were basically willing to give them thirteen million dollars. <laughs> For that one, I mean, again, it's one year, but where were they getting this money from? Right. Uh, he ends up going to the Titans. I think it's a really nice fit. Uh, I think this is the kind of move that can kind of keep the Titans in the conversation, uh, maybe for an AFC South title, maybe for a playoff, uh, maybe for a wild card playoff bid. Uh, this will improve them. Uh, it's only for one year. Uh, we'll see what happens after this year if, if he if he moves on. But it's a really nice fit. And uh, Adrian Peterson to the Lions. So he was getting most of the first team reps all throughout training camp and all throughout the summer for the now Washington football club. Mm -hmm. And he was their leading rusher last year. He was actually very good. Uh, he was on my fantasy team, which won a league championship last year. So uh, you mentioned at the very top of the, the, the stream here that uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, players sitting players playing a lot of injury talk, a lot of fantasy football talk. So uh, yes, we do have some experience with fantasy football. I am a league champion. So uh, when you're <laughs> a league champion, you can basically say and get away with uh, whatever you want. Uh, so the advice for me is I think that Peterson is still effective, even though he's in his thirties now, uh, He's a tremendous asset to the Lions because he's a nice veteran presence. Uh, I don't think he's really going to carve up too much into DeAndre Swift and carry on Johnson's load. I think Matt Patricia coming from the New England Patriots style way of doing things will utilize all three backs uh, that he has at his disposal. Uh, Peterson's still good in the red zone. He's good for a couple of touchdowns every year. Uh, in a deeper league, he's worth the pickup. If you have a 10-team league, he's probably more on the cusp right now at this point. Uh, but given everything that we know, he was getting first-team reps. He's, he still looked good this summer. Uh, I do think he's worth the pickup, and I think it's a really nice move for the Lions because it gives them another veteran. And Lord knows that this is a really, really important year because if the Lions don't have a really good season, you may very well see Matt Patricia get fired again. So I like that fit in the locker room. I think it's a really nice fit. Yeah, and uh, I believe Daryl Bevel is the um, one of the coordinators there, or the, the offensive, offensive coordinator. Coach. Yeah, and he, uh, of course, was with Peterson in Minnesota, and ultimately that probably made Peterson feel comfortable. And, of course, the main thing is he wants to play, and I, I think he will get the chance to get a lot of carries there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss was, like, Josh Rosen essentially getting screwed. I mean, this guy <laughs> doesn't get a chance to develop at all, right? No. So you're out. You're out. Now. You're out in Arizona. All right, we'll send you to the Dolphins. And I wanted the Giants to get him because they, they got him for nothing, the Dolphins. And then, you know what? We're going to have Fitzpatrick basically play. And then, you know what? You're out again. I You think, you think that he's going to have a chance at all to – you got another chance uh, to, to play anywhere? I mean, this guy's, this guy's pretty talented, I think. Absolutely. Uh, the one thing that he has going for him a lot is that he hasn't necessarily seen the bumps and the bruises and the wear and the tear uh, that a lot of quarterbacks uh, usually tend to face 
we live in an era right now. So the old, uh, the old fashioned traditional way of doing things was what we saw, uh, about 15 years ago with the let's let's give the Giants and the Bengals are two perfect examples of this, right? So the Giants drafted Eli Manning. They had Kurt Warner on the team. Uh, they started Kurt Warner. He was fairly solid, right? But about halfway through the season, the Giants pulled the plug on what they were doing. They said, okay, now it's time to get our rookie some reps. They put Eli in. And then for the better part of 15 years, Eli was a franchise quarterback for this team, won two Super Bowls. Uh was basically incredibly durable until uh, Bob McAdoo ruined what was a historic streak by starting Geno Smith. Which Gotta is get Geno in there. One of the most I mean, egregious that, that things. Was the moment where, that was yeah. the moment where the Giants became so jetty in their like, yes. that they started right. a jet. <laughs> like, it was absolutely. Just like, no, absolutely. Like, You're 100% that was like right. such a bad point for the, for the Giants franchise. Not that I was against Eli going to the bench, but it shouldn't have been – that's not who should have came into play. <laughs> it should have been right. David no, Webb. The way the the way the the situation was handled was not great. And yes, you're very you're 100 right. It was very Jetsian of them. But point being is that Eli was the better the starter for the better part of 15 years because uh, he had those mental reps to start the season from the sideline. Uh, the Bengals did the same thing with Carson Palmer, right? Uh, they had John Kittner, then they ended up putting in Palmer, right? So that was the old way of doing things. And we saw it also with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, right? Now, because of the way the the the, the, the NFL salary structure works, uh, because the way the, the your rookie scale and the first-year contract works, teams want to get value out of that first year, right? So best part of best example of this is Russell Wilson. The Seahawks ended up drafting Russell Wilson. They found the diamond third round. He's been the starter immediately. They won a Super Bowl instantaneously right within the very first years of uh, his rookie contract. And they ended up getting so much value out of that. And so that's the way of doing things now. Right. So when it comes to Josh Rosen, he has not been a starter immediately. He's bounced around to two teams already. This is going to be his third team. I don't think it's for a lack of talent. I just think it's for a lack of just dumb circumstance. Uh, Both the Cardinals and the Dolphins were both rebuilding and they decided to continue to accumulate draft picks and capital while Rosen was on the roster. And, and because of the scenario, right? So they both had bad seasons with Rosen on the roster. The Cardinals eventually drafted Murray with the first overall pick. The Dolphins eventually drafted two with Tago Viola, right? So Rosen does not have the wear and tear. He's still a smart guy. Uh, you worry a little bit maybe about the the, con- the concussion history, but he's still really worth taking a flyer on. Although I think this is probably going to be his final shot. Uh, usually you get two strikes and you're out this, this, in this scenario. I think it's very different. Uh, I think the Steelers are a perfect fit. Absolute perfect fit. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is very, coming very much close to the end of his career. Uh, likely this is going to be it for him because every year he talks about retirement. This is the year I think it happens. I think for a one-year backup to see the field and then to be ready to play next year, I think Rosen is a tremendous fit there. I think he gets uh, – I think he'll go there maybe on a one- or two-year cheap contract. Uh, there are a couple places like this too. Tampa now with Tom Brady, right? They moved on from Jameis Winston. They feel like he didn't uh, warrant the the money that it was going to take on a multi year contract extension. Uh, Tom Brady's forty three, and he's the perfect guy to 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 learn from behind. Just ask Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, right? So there are a couple landing spots with some older quarterbacks that I think Rosen will would really really benefit from, and and this may end up actually, believe it or not, working out his favor in the end. So. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he goes to Pittsburgh, it's it's a great spot. But you know, if he goes somewhere like the Jets, um, he's probably <laughs> gonna be he's gonna be in trouble. But you know, speaking of the Jets, I and mean, you are a Jets fan, but Damn. you know, you know, American betting experts they gave us some over unders here. So why don't we start in the AFC East? Oh yeah. Oh, and we're yeah. gonna start with the New York Jets. And this is, I think, one of the easiest bets there is, but Right now, according to American betting experts with their DraftKings Sportsbook, the Jets are an over six and a half plus 110. You got to take the under on that. That's easy money. That's easy money. Uh, so to preface this, I like Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a really good career. Uh, I like what I see so far. Still throws one too many interceptions for my taste, but uh, what we saw – 
the second half of his rookie season. And then what we saw the second half of last season is still very promising. That said, this team is still in transition and there are two teams in the division who we will get to in in a minute, right? Uh, Being the Patriots and the Bills, who I think are still definitively better than the Jets are, right? Uh, The Jets came on at the end of last season. They, they had an atrocious start. They were one and seven to start. Uh, they everything totally went wrong. Uh, Sam Arnold uh, was kissing too many girls, or however you want to describe it. He ended up having mono and having to sit out a couple of games. Uh, it was just a typical Jetsian first half, uh, doom and gloom. They didn't get off to a good start, and then they they won. They went six and two the second half of the season. They ended up finishing a respectable seven and nine when I thought they would finish worse, but. Uh, I still think there are too many transition pieces, right? So I think Sam will have a good season, but unfortunately I think a lot of the stuff around him, including the head coach who uh, I don't know if Adam Gase is going to last past the season. So uh, my gut feeling is that they're going to win four or five games. I could see six or seven wins, but even then, but even then, I mean, that's still, that's still basically giving us a three quarter chance to get the under. Right. So what do you think? uh, Jet, Jets' worst record in the league. You think Donald's done? Trevor Lawrence is coming in? I don't think so. Uh, like I said, I'm a believer in Sam. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I think mostly it's just going to be, be circumstance. Uh, I do not think they'll have the worst record in the NFL, uh, but I do think they're not going to be a playoff team, and they'll be they'll probably finish. I, I wouldn't even say last place because the Dolphins, they're no guarantee, but – uh, I, uh, I'm going to go under, I'm going to go, I'm going to say five wins. We'll say five wins for the jets. Five or six wins. Either way, you know, you still won the yeah. bets. So we're going under now. We agree. We're going under. All right. The Buffalo bills at a plus plus one sixty over Nobody circles, the wagons, nobody circles the wagons like that. The Buffalo bills who are they're over is nine and a half. I got to go over. They were over last year. The Patriots taking a step back. Dolphins are better. Jets are taking a step back. You know, I, I think they're going to go at minimum 11 and five and win the AFC East. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think last year was a semi breakout year for Josh Allen. Uh, I think he's only going to be better this year. They get Stefan Diggs, who's one of the elite route runners in the entire NFL. Uh, they have some weapons. So now they have Diggs. They have. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they drafted. Uh, uh, Zach Moss to, to add to Devin Singletary. They have some weapons around Josh Allen, and that defense is very much elite. They just re-signed Tredavious White, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Sean McDermott is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Uh, I really like what they're doing. Uh, definitively right now, I think on paper, they are the best team in the AFC East right now because they have mostly everything coming together for them. Uh, I saw I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think the Bills will go over nine and a half wins. I think they'll finish with either 10 or 11 wins. Yeah. Last year they were, they were 10 and six, uh, you know, the defense, you know, is very good with the bills. Bills mafia. They're excited about their Toronto blue Jays as well, but they really look forward to their football team. And, you know, Josh Allen, the way I describe him is he's just got a big fourth quarter energy, even in that playoff game, which was so insane that they should have beat the Texans. He got them to tie the game to go to overtime. So, I'm a big yeah. Josh Allen guy. I know the, you, uh, really like, you don't really like him, yeah, but I do like Josh Allen. All right. Patriots, their, their number is eight and a half. Uh, it's, I, yeah, I, I'm going over. I think they definitely can win nine games, and I, I would take the over here. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where I think they're, they're overthinking this a little bit. Uh, is Bill Belichick still there? Yes, that's the the, the answer, right? So – uh, but I, I, I'm with you. I think they're going to win nine to 10 games. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win the AFC East. I don't think that's no. so much of a lot wild as, as it's been in years past, but I do see them being right in the thick of the wild card. Uh, and again, they get to beat up on the jets and the dolphins four times during the year. Yeah. So that's and, going to help things. Joe, they, this is the lowest over under they've ever had. Yeah. And it's a minus one fifty. I mean, that's great value right there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, like I, said, I, I think the odds makers here are just kind of overthinking things. Uh, I feel like I feel like setting them at nine and a half or, or ten and a half would have been a, a better kind of number. Uh, that that would be much more of a you got to you got to think about that. 
but yeah. again, this 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 roster for the most part is still largely right. intact. Uh, if anything, I mean, we saw the way Tom Brady played at the end of last season. Uh, so they get Cam Newton at starter uh, as their starting quarterback. Maybe it's an upgrade, or maybe no. it's a lot big lateral step sideways. Uh, we'll you know we'll find out. But uh, oh, so again, if you're, if, you're, if you're betting here and you're sweating it out, and you're like, it's week seventeen, they have eight wins. They're playing the Jets week seventeen, so yep, that's a lock. <laughs> that's a lock, uh, especially if it's in Foxborough. <laughs> yep. All right, the Dolphins here. Um, this is, this is a number that I think is a really good number here. There's six and a half, um, plus one ten at sugar house. And I don't know which way I'm leaning. I, I think I could see them winning seven games. I'm going to go under though. Yeah. And I'm going to say six wins. Yeah. This, I, I feel like the dolphins and the jets are both in the same spot. Uh, I think you're going to see it more so come together starting next year as opposed to this year. Uh, and yeah, the Dolphins are still rebuilding. They drafted a lot of rookies, and I don't know if every every player that they drafted is going to be able to to make an impact immediately. Uh, this this I like Brian Flores as a head coach a lot. I think he's really really good. I think they found something there. Uh, I think two is going to be real solid. But they again, got a ton of Patriots that just they signed do. With the team, so Van yeah. Noy is going to be big for their defense. I agree. I like Kyle Van Noy a lot. Uh, I still think they're just too young and too many key spots. So uh, I feel like this number is a little high. I feel like five and a half would have been a better number. That said, I think they'll win five or six games. I think they're going to be ultra competitive, kind of like how they were at the second half of last year when they had Fitz Magic. So we're going under for the Dolphins. Absolutely in agreement there. So, so far, four for four. We we agree on on all these. And I mean, look, the show name is, you know, I'm right. So right. Most, most of the time we are right. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. But let's let's go out out to the west before we head or elsewhere, and uh, we're gonna look at the Broncos first, who are right now their over under is eight and a half. It's an intriguing. Um, it's a very intriguing, intriguing number. number. Yeah, and, you know I like Drew Locke. I think I think he's good. He's a solid. I, I, right. I think he's a solid quarterback. Um, it's a tough division though. Uh, yes, and you know I I. But again, Herbert's not going to start with the Chargers. The Raiders, big wild card there. You got the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think this is tough because I could see them going nine and seven. Um, I'm going to go under. Ooh, I think, I think I think they're a 500 team, eight and eight. Interesting. I th- I'm going to go with the over, and here's why I'm going to go with the over. That defense under Vic Fangio. I think he's going to be really, really good. And I do like Drew Locke a lot. I really liked what he was doing uh, when he was finally inserted into the lineup last year. Uh, he played really well down the stretch in a couple games. Uh, they added, I think, the best receiver in the draft, right, in Jerry Judy. And Cortland Sutton had a breakout season last year. They get Melvin Gordon on offense, too who can kind of do a little bit of everything. He's a solid pass catcher. He's a solid between the tackles runner. Philip Lindsay's still there. Uh, so that's a really nice one-two punch there. Elvin Gordon. Big pickup. I love Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant, if he stays healthy, has the potential to pin it, to finish as a top five, six tight end this year. I think he's absolutely he's outstanding. So I think so long as Drew Locke, uh, does not throw them out of games, which I don't think he's going to do. I think he's just real ultra solid. Uh, I think he'll end up being like a Kirk Cousins type where he's just like a good player. You know what you're going to get from him. Uh, he's not going to lose you games. He's going to keep you in games. He's going to be just uh, a really nice leader for that offense. I, I, I'm, This is more of a Vic Fangio defense pick, but I'm very high on the Broncos. And I still I don't see the Raiders or the Chargers as good as that Chargers defense is. Uh, their quarterback situation you don't know if Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter for the whole season. You don't know when they're going to turn to Justin Herbert, right? So those two teams definitely have a lot of question marks. The Chiefs are still the class of division, but I think the Broncos defense is going to be the difference here. I say they're going to go at least nine and seven. Uh, I think they're going to contend for a wild card spot. Whether they get in, we'll see. But I'm going to go over with the Broncos. So this is the first one we disagree with. 
All right, so Drew Lockett in there. I'm going under, and Joe is going over. With but you're that. not going too far under. You think they're going to yeah. be a 500 team, so 500 we, don't, team. we don't disagree too much it's on a, this. It's an intriguing line. It's an intriguing it is. line. Like All right. It. The the Chiefs, their over-under is only 11.5, so I think I'm going to go over. Uh, We're going I can, over. I can easily see them win. Hammer it. I don't really – I don't really think there's much to discuss there unless for some reason, you know, Mahomes is out with a terrible injury. Uh, right. You know, even though Matt Moore, they, they said they still, they still end up winning the Super Bowl with him for three games last year. So um, the chiefs quite, quite Edwards Hilaire is in there now. And that was an addition and they really didn't lose anybody. So chiefs will both go over with 11, 11 and a half. Yes. Uh, winning 12 games is, is, is something that I think they should be able to do. All right, yes. now the Las Vegas Raiders—they're not going to be able to have that home field advantage of uh, having the, having the uh, the opposing players go out to the casinos and the clubs, um, and there's not going to be the crazy Vegas faithful. But their their over under is just like a flat seven, so. It's a little, little strange to say. Usually, there's a half. It's interesting. Um, another, another interesting line. I think. I, I think maybe I'm going to go with a push there. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, think I, I think, I think seven is is on is on the on the head. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they did a really good job making this line too. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is tremendous. I think he's one of easily one of the five best running backs in the NFL. He had a really, really strong rookie season. Uh, but we we still have a lot of questions with the Raiders. Uh, you know how good is that defense going to be? Uh, they in recent years there there's been rumblings that uh, Derek Carr uh, and the, the maybe John Gruden maybe moves on from him. You know you don't know exactly what's going to happen here. I believe Marcus Mariota now is the backup quarterback. Yeah, I, I could definitely see uh, Derek Carr getting Tannehilled with Mariota. Absolutely, yeah. Replacing <laughs> him. This is, I think, this is the the most intriguing quarterback situation in the NFL, because I think Derek Carr is worthy of being a starter, but based on the the, the reports that you hear from John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, he's not a hundred percent solidified as their guy, right? And at least we know this from Mariota, right? Uh, he struggled at the start of last season, but he's a guy who doesn't turn over the football, and he's very efficient in the red zone. Uh, he's not really too explosive. He's not going to be a consistent, you know, 300 yard passer for you, but he doesn't make mistakes. He's a mistake free guy. And John Gruden is a guy who values that. I think more so than a lot of other coaches in the NFL who would generally tend to maybe lean to the gunslinger now. Right. So that's going to be an intriguing situation. Uh, you say push here. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I still don't think this team has done enough to really, really, uh, break through and be a consistent wild card contender. And I'm going to say they win six games, right? So I don't think I'm not going to go too far beyond the under mark, which was the over under mark, which was seven wins. But uh, I mean, I could see a push too. I just don't know if they made enough improvements. And again, they play in a division where I think the, the chiefs are going to be a 12, 13, 14 win team. I think the Broncos are going to be good. And I think the chargers have a better defense, right? So right there alone, you're maybe you may be looking as the Raiders as the fourth best team in the division, right? So in that case, seven wins seems like a high number, doesn't it? So I'm gonna go under. All right. Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, they'll be in SoFi Stadium and you've seen them on hard knocks. But Tyron Taylor starting the season, you know at some point they're going to then switch over to Herbert. The over under is seven and a half and I'm going to go under because you never ever see a rookie quarterback take it over in week three and then leading the team to even a 500 season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I don't. I don't think Tyrod is is bad. I think no, just definitely like, not. I just think the fact that they're going to transition him out and do the swap is just not going to be beneficial. Yeah, I, yeah. no, I, I agree. I think it, that's going to happen at some point. Uh, that defense again is like I said previously is tremendous, right? Uh, and they just re-signed Keenan Allen. They gave him a nice extension. I think he's one of the top five highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL now. Uh, if you if if Philip Rivers would have stayed, you could have talked me into this over. I think 
But the fact that he leaves and their quarterback situation is kind of in transition and in flux. And, and mm-hmm. again, like you said, you could expect Herbert, I think, to – I think by week four or five, he's going to be the starter. And if he's the starter by w- week four or five, there's a good chance that this team could be one and three by then. And in that case, then they're behind the eight ball, and then they're really, really counting on Herbert to kind of turn their season around and get things going. And, and if that's the case, then – you might see Anthony Lynn on the hot seat. And, and, and so I'm going to go with the under here. All right. Next up, we're going to the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. They were 14 the last year. Their over is 11. Win totals 11. Joe, I'm going under. And uh, the reason why is, is Big Ben is back. Yes. I just I think with the additions of Roethlisberger, a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, uh, and Joe Burrow to that division with the Bengals, and I think Joe Burrow is going to be very good coming at, right out of the gate. I think he's going to have a really good rookie season. Uh, and the Browns, I mean, the Browns for the last couple of years they've not, they haven't really been bad, but they haven't really been good. They've just been kind of Brownsian, you know. They just can't seem to find the next year, but. Uh, the division, I think, as a whole, will be better this year than it was last year. And I think the Ravens took advantage last year of a beat-up AFC North. So this isn't really uh, this isn't really an indictment on anything the Ravens are doing. I still like Lamar Jackson. The defense is going to be good. Uh, they drafted J.K. Dobbins in the in the draft, right? So they they get another really solid running back to add to that thing that they do there with the rushing offense. Uh, but again, this is again the AFC North has got better. Uh, I still think the Ravens are going to – I think they're going to probably finish 10-6, and six, right? So I'm going to go yeah. under two. I'm right there with you. The Bengals, your guy Joe Burrow, uh, A.J. Green's back. So yes. The offense could be interesting, but the, the offensive line is is something that's a little shaky for a rookie quarterback. Over-under is five and a half. I will take the under. I I'm think, going over. Five, I think five wins. All right, so you're going over. You got them in the playoffs, Jeff? I do not. But this is this is one of those really contrarian picks because I don't think you're going to see a lot of people talk up the Bengals necessarily. But I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow, and I think that a healthy AJ Green for that offense is going to make a significant difference. I think AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon as a one-two-three trio uh, are one of the best in the NFL. So if AJ Green can stay healthy, that defense is always it's always solid. You know, it's it it, it really hasn't been bad per se uh so that defense is solid i believe in joe burrow uh i think the 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 win loss totals probably a little low uh i could see this team being a really super competitive seven and nine i think they're going to be in a lot of games all right the cleveland browns no more freddie kitchens i think freddie, no kitchens, more freddie kitchens i think he's on the giants coaching staff this year yeah uh, some you know people say he cost them some games Baker Mayfield, the jury's still out. They still got the best wide receiver in the NFL and, and Odell Beckham Jr. And, well, the best receiving core because they also got Landry. I mean, yes. it's, Jarvis Landry's incredible. Uh, shout Not out to be to confused Chris, with Chris, Chris Landry. Landry. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry maybe wants to come on the Landry Football Network. I mean, it makes sense. So, eight and a half. Uh, I think the addition of a competent, of competence and a head coach and also that extra playoff spot this year. Uh, is really going to motivate them. And, uh, you know, I see them between anywhere between eight and nine points. So I'll go, I'll go. You're going to win eight and a half. You're going to go eight, seven, and one. It's not possible. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'll go over. I'd say they win nine games. I'm going to go under. I think the, uh, the, the change at head coach is going to be a, a difference maker for them. That said, I think they're the third best team in the division. And as as we've seen, it's just it's just super super hard to break through when the Steelers and the Ravens are both good. Uh, but I do th- I I do think they're going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be a really bad Browns roster. Uh, this team, I think, more so than any team this year, I can see finishing at, at exactly eight and eight. Uh, okay. I think they're good enough to do so. Uh, that said, uh, I do think they'll finish with seven or eight wins. So I'm going to go with the under here. All right, Steelers, they're back with Ben. Back. Big Ben's back. Uh, predictions, you know, well, they're over, under is nine. Uh, I'm going, we're going over. I think we both yeah. probably got 
win of the division. I have the win of the division, and they yes. have the second easiest schedule in the NFL heading into the Absolutely. season. Running, running percentages. And you know, let's not forget, they got the second best coach in the NFL, in Mike Tomlin, who, who did an amazing job last year with, with Mason Rudolph and, and, uh, and Hodges. I mean, and, and Big Ben's back. Is, is is Ben going to stay healthy? We don't know, but I I do like I do like the Steelers. Assuming that Roethlisberger is going to play, one of the toughest guys in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. You 100 percent right. Mike Tomlin did a superb job last year, and obviously Big Ben uh, for himself alone will account for two or three extra wins. Uh, I'm going to go with 11 wins too. Like I said, I think this division is going to be super competitive. I, I think a lot of those teams are just going to be bundled together. But I do think Ben will make the difference, and the Steelers will win the AFC North. So I'm going to go with the over like you. All right, next up here, we got, we'll got we go to the South. All right, so there's one team in the South that is not even trying to win. There's three teams that are definitely trying <laughs> to win. So, uh, we'll start with the Titans. Over-under is eight and a half. Uh, you know, they're – Everybody's back. They got the band back together. Um, you know, this could be a scenario where they say they don't live up to expectations because everyone's really high on them now. But I'm going to go over. I could definitely see them winning nine or ten games. And what do you, what do you think on the Titans, Jim? They'll be good. They'll win a bunch of games. They'll lose a, f- a bunch of games, and they're just going to finish nine and seven. This is the perennial just team that you know is good. Uh, reliable coaching staff. Mike, Mike Rabel's good. Uh, they can run the ball with Derrick Henry. Uh, right. I think they lucked into a really good situation with Tannehill. Uh, I think A.J. Brown's a stud. Uh, they just signed Jadavian Clowney, so you know the defense is going to be solid. Uh, but I think in terms of division, I think there is one team better here. So I think that's going to block them from attempt, from winning the AFC South. Uh, but I'm going to go with 9-7. and seven, So, <laughs> All right. I yeah, mean, the I mean, <laughs> The best nine and seventeen of all time is the New York Giants. They won the Super Bowl. So that's right. It's true. All right, let's talk about your Jacksonville Jaguars. The over under is four and a half. Everybody, you know, they want you to take the under here. They yeah, really I'm taking did. the under. And, you know, last year the same thing happened with the Dolphins, and they ended up succeeding. Doug Marone's a good coach, right. but I, I guess right. you're not, I guess you're not believing in Gardner Minshew anymore for the if you're the Jaguars or if you're you Joe because you're going with the under here four and a half. This yeah, this team just has too many problems. Uh, and I, yeah, I think Minshew was a nice little find. I think he's a starter capable player, you know, in the NFL. Uh, uh, but again, this team just too many things going wrong with it. Uh, their their feet are pointing forward, but they're going backward. That's the best way I could describe this team. So I'm going to go with the under. I yeah. think this, the Jaguars, like, will be the worst team in the NFL. Also, Tony Khan, his, his interest is elsewhere. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this team, this team in a few years could be all, all elite, all elite. Yeah. yeah. But right now, as much as they're going all right now, out, on, yeah, they they're can't. All they're all out right now, but eventually they'll be all well, out. I'm all out on the Jaguars. They're all out on this season, but they're all in on, on Trevor Lawrence. So we'll go with the under there. All right. Here is the easy one. The Colts over under is nine. They're going over. They're winning, the division. They're winning the division. This Phil Rivers, my, he's, he's back in here. You know, I'm sure Joe's got the Colts going to the Super Bowl. And it's not a Hammer bad pick. Right. Jonathan Taylor is going to be tremendous with, with Philip Rivers. But, Joe, why don't you give us some – some more details there on why the Colts are going over nine. This is my AFC lock. The Colts will go over nine wins and they will win the AFC South. Uh, So last year, this team was really super competitive with Jacoby Brissett, at quarterback and Jacoby Brissett is probably, I think the baseline He's probably what the thirty-second best quarterback in the NFL, right? So uh, he's better than he's better than some other quarterbacks. I think getting Philip Rivers is definitely an upgrade. I wouldn't say it's a super upgrade, but it's definitely an upgrade. And I think Rivers with Frank Reich is going to be a really nice combination. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman are going to be two contributors right off the bat. I think they're going to both have really good rookie seasons. Uh, that defense is always kind of. You know, nobody talks about the Colts defense. They're always super solid. Uh, they have the best offensive line in the NFL, period. Uh, Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly on the interior. Uh, they can run the ball with the best. Uh, I think last year, a lot of people expected them to come 
and make a, a huge step forward. But obviously with Andrew Luck surprisingly retiring, I think that kind of threw everything into a huge, you know, chaos state with there. Nobody expected that. That was one of the most. Andrew Luck, future right quarterback idea. of the New England Patriots. It's possible. Definitely possible. So that was a move nobody saw coming last year. A lot of people were shocked by that, including me. But, yeah, I think this team is really primed to take a huge step forward this year. And with the Patriots kind of taking a step backwards, uh, a lot of the teams in the AFC North, I think, are going to beat up on each other. Uh, I think definitively the Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC, but I could see the Colts very easily winning 12 games, maybe grabbing a bye. Uh, I think they will benefit. And yeah, I th- I think this is the old my AFC lock is the the Colts at over nine wins, and I think Frank Reich is my pick to win Coach of the Year. Nah, Bill Belichick. All right, Co- uh, AFC <laughs> South last team, last team AFC here. Then we got ten minutes to speed through the whole NFC. Uh, we got Houston Texans, who every year I say are under, and they end up getting hit me over. If I had asked you what's their their win total over under here, what would you say it is? Nine and a half. Seven and a half. Ooh, they really want you to take the over. Yeah, because, you know, Bill O'Brien, he trades DeAndre Hopkins. Um, got I'm going to go. Johnson, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. This isn't like. It's intriguing. I, I don't know because they always I'm end going, up winning nine games. I, I'm going to go with the over because I think they're going to win. And I think they're at the very least they're going to go eight and eight. And Watson is good enough to keep them in basically every game. Uh, I don't think they they're they're not talented enough to 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 finish with I think less than seven wins. So right. if they go seven and nine, obviously we you know we lose that. But I think just Watson's good enough. Uh, yeah. I like the fit with David Johnson. Believe it or not, I think they needed uh, somebody like him. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna say exactly eight and eight. The over as well. Um, all right, now we're gonna go with to the NFC East. I'm telling you this right now. I'm taking the under on all four teams. All right. So, Cowboys, nine and a half. What do you say? I'm going, obviously, I'm going under. I'm going to go over because I think getting Mike McCarthy is going to make a huge difference for that roster. Uh, I like Michael Gallup this year. I like that combination with uh, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Gallup. I think they're going to be one of the best uh, passing teams in the NFL. Uh, that defense is super solid. Uh, they just the NFL just reinstated Randy Gregory, right? So um, maybe the, the 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 he makes a difference. Who knows? Uh, I like the Cowboys. I think they're going to finish with ten or eleven wins and win the NFC East. So I'm going to go over. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. I think maybe eight and eight. Uh, the Giants. You're you're big on Daniel Jones. They're over under a six. I'll go under. I said they win five games. This is tough. Because I think they're going to finish either six and ten or seven and nine. I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to say they finish seven and nine. I think this team is a lot like the Bengals in the sense that they're just going to be competitive in every game. Uh, and I do think that I like the Joe Judge higher. And I and I think Daniel Jones has tremendous upside as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, whether he could get the Giants into the playoffs this year, I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, I still think they need to make two or three more moves on defense in order to become uh, a really truly you know wild card contender again. Uh, but I think they're going to be super competitive. I'm going to go with the over. I say the Giants finish seven and nine. All right, the Eagles—they are also much like the Cowboys at nine and a half. I'll go with the under. Uh, again, I think that they're not a eight team, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's so tough to predict the the, um, the NFCs. But what do you what do you think about about the Eagles? Uh, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, they're going to hit the over. But I can't guarantee they stay healthy. This team is just so, the, over, since they won the Super Bowl, it just seems like every year they run into so many injury problems, and and it's really hard for me to 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 to, to put any stock in an over if you can't stay healthy, right? So uh, it's going to be tough for Wentz to stay healthy. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is a guy who's always hurt. Uh, that defense always seems to be banged up. Uh, they have talent. And I think Doug Peterson's a good coach, but. Health is not on their side, so I'm going to go with the under here. I say eight, eight, at least eight and eight, if not nine and seven. But we're going to go under. All right, the Washington football team is a five win. Is there? Is there? Is what it's set up right now? Now, if Alex Smith is going to start, I would take the over big time. But Dwayne Haskins right. is the week one starter. I don't. I, I don't think this guy is going to pan out. Unfortunately for him, uh, they got Chase Young. I think he's overhyped. 
as are all Ohio State players coming into the league. I think they're a little overmatched in their first few years. So I'm going with the under. Uh, of course, if for some reason Alex Smith rise up the depth chart, I could see them going going over. But right now he's going to be the number three quarterback behind Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. No, I agree with your assessment. Uh, Alex Smith would make the world a difference here. I like Ron Rivera as a head coach, but I still think this team has too many question marks, too many young pieces on both sides of the football. Uh, I think five wins is the sweet spot. I I, I could see a push here, uh, but I'm going to go with the under two. All right. At West, this is the easiest pick in the West, I think. Arizona Cardinals, they're over under a seven. You got to go with the over. Kyler Murray probably winning the MVP, the third sophomore quarterback in a row to do it. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Kingsbury knows what he's doing. They were actually pretty good last year with a rookie quarterback in his first year. I'm going with the over. I think they're a playoff team, no doubt about it. Seven wins, they should be able to do that. Yeah, I think with the the extra playoff spot, this is one of the teams who could benefit from that. Uh, I don't know if they're going to finish over 500. Again, this is another team I could see right around 8-8. Eight and eight. I think Kyle Murray is going to be good. Uh, the Hopkins move is really great because now you give them a, a wide receiver core that includes Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and, and DeAndre Hopkins. And, and obviously that benefits what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do because he wants to spread him out. Uh, I think Kyler Murray has tremendous upside. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the over. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but I see Nate for this team. So mm-hmm. we'll agree with over. Los yeah. Angeles Rams over under eight. Go with the over. Uh, you know, they won nine last year. They're going to oh, at, least, no. at least nine again, I think. I mean, they're going to, you know, the thing is. This division is tough because all these teams are over. don't make the playoffs. Now it's a year removed. Um, and I think, I think they're going to at least win nine games. See, my problem with, with this division is one of these teams is going to underperform because I can't see them both. I can't see all four teams finishing, you know, at 500 or better. So this is the team well, I'm going to go with. With, with the new playoff expansion, you could see a whole division making the playoffs. Which is you insane. could. You very, you very well much could. This is the team I'm going to go with the under with. Not so much okay. because I don't like them. It's just if the Cardinals are improved, I think the Seahawks are good. I think the 49ers are good. Do I really see the, the Rams finishing nine and seven if I think those three teams are good? Uh, I'm going to go with the under here, but I'm going to go with like, I think they'll finish like seven and nine. You know, I just, maybe they wow. run into a couple of injury problems. You know, maybe I think Jared Goff right now might be the fourth best quarterback in that division. All right. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, they're over under is 10 and a half. You got to take the under here. This is not a playoff. I'm going game. over. They're not making the playoffs. The losing, Ooh, team the, never, the losing team of the Super Bowl. The losing team of the Super Bowl never makes the playoffs. So 10 and a half, yeah, maybe they win 10. I, I think they're missing the playoffs. So I think they're going to be around nine wins, maybe eight wins is going to be, they're not going to come out of the gates very well. And I'm going on there. See, I disagree. Cause I think the infrastructure there is really good. Uh, I really like what John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan have done. I think Garoppolo is just kind of like an elite game manager. And that defense is super, super strong. You know, regardless of how you feel about them, I agree there might be a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but I think they're good enough to hit the over. I think I could see eleven and five for this team, so I'm going to go right. over. Seahawks, your guy Russell Wilson, over under is nine and a half. They'll go over. They'll win over. ten. Yeah, that's, that's very it's not, easy. It's not, not Pete Carroll. It's it's Russell Wilson, and he gets and, into the playoffs every year. And I think the addition of Jamal Adams for that secondary is going to be super helpful because that is a defense that is coached with very differently than everybody else. They coach from the defensive backs on down, which is very, very different. So I think he's going to be a really key piece for them. Uh, and I think the Seahawks will again contend for an NFC West championship. They're my pick to win the NFC West. I think they're going to go 12 and four. I love Russell Wilson. I think this is the year he finally wins an MVP. So I'm going to go over. All right, Detroit Lions over under six and a half. I'm going under. I think this is, they, got a, they have a good chance to be the worst team in the NFL this season. They're going to be at the top of the draft. They might look to replace Matthew Stafford, who's probably going to play anywhere from between four to six games this year before he gets injured again. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson is going to have a, a good year, I think, but I'm going with the under. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under too. Again, there's just too many question marks around this team, uh, and we've seen since Matt Patricia got there, this team doesn't really start off so well with him. I'm not entirely sure that that whole roster and that whole organization is totally buying what he's selling. 
Uh, and as we know, a lot of Bill Belichick guys try to bring that elsewhere and don't really necessarily implement right. it as well as Belichick. So I'm going to go with the under here too. Right. That's why it's so interesting to see what Joe Judge is going to do this year because he's kind of cut from the Bill Belichick cloth, but he's not the same as like a McDaniels or Patricia. You never heard about them. So we'll keep an eye on that, of course, all season. The Green Bay Packers. This team should have been in the Super Bowl last year. All right. They their win total is eight and a half. I'm going to go with that's the a hard over. number. I'm gonna go with the over. I think it's gonna be uh, at least nine. And I, I I like I like the Packers. I think they're gonna be in the playoffs. They still got Aaron Rodgers, who's a bad man, and I gotta go with the over. Yeah, a lot Rodgers was slipping in a lot of fantasy drafts this year that I noticed. Uh Simply because of the Bears quarterback situation, I'm going to go with the over here. I don't feel comfortable about it, though, but I think the Packers are good enough to get to 9 or 10 wins again. So we're going to go over. All right. The Bears over-under is 11.5. Let's not forget that. That's an ugly number. That's under. Oh, sorry. I think I misspoke. It's 7.5. Did I say 11.5? Oh, you said 11. No, that's I I got wrong there. Uh, Yeah. Slip there. Uh, maybe because I'm high on the Bears. I think they're going over. I I, I like Mitchell Trubisky, all right? And Ma- in Nagy's first year, you saw Cleo Mack and Trubisky were great. They were 12 and 4. I think they're going to go over seven and a half. Yeah, I think the defense alone is good enough. Uh, this, again, another team to me that just keeps continuously screaming eight and eight. Uh, but if Trubisky takes a step forward, which I think is certainly possible. Then they're going to hit the over total. Uh, it's not that I don't like their quarterback situation. I do like Foles. It's just that it's a, it's a huge mishmash. Like, are they going to start Trubisky and then go to Foles? Are they going to start Trubisky, go to Foles, and then go back to Trubisky? Uh, will David Montgomery be able to stay healthy? I think he's a really important piece for them. Uh, so he's he's probably going to miss the season opener. They said he was out two to four weeks. Uh, but this defense is super strong. Uh, I think Khalil Mack, like like you mentioned previously on, on one of our podcasts, he's going to be in contention for the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, this is a huge year for Matt Nagy. You know, if, if he underachieves this year, he's probably out. They're probably going to fire him. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm not comfortable about it, but I, I think at the very least they're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight, So we'll say over. All right. Next up, you got the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins. You aren't as high at him, but you do like him. Their over-under is nine. I'll go with the over. I'm going to go with the over, too. This is my pick to win the NFC North. And, again, this is more or less an, it's an infrastructure pick. I like the defense. I like Mike Zimmer. Yes, they lost Stefan Diggs, but they replaced him with Justin Jefferson in the draft. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook had a really great year last year. I think he's going to continue that this year. Uh, more or less, I think this season ultimately rides on Kirk Cousins. This is the very first year, I think, where – I think he's in now he's in the third year of his contract. Uh, it's a, it's a huge, huge year for him. This is, if, if they can win 11 or 12 games, this really sincerely proves that he can be, a, you know, one of those upper echelon starters in the NFL. Uh, so again, this is an infrastructure pick. I like Mike Zimmer as a head coach. I think the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. I could see them winning 11, maybe 12 games. Yep. So I'm going to go with the over two. Vikings fans are like that. And so Kirk Cousins. Oh, all right. All right. NFC South here. This is the division where you have three Hall Same. of Fame, three Hall of Fame quarterbacks: Brady, Breeze, Ryan's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'd be surprised if he isn't. Yeah, I, I agree. So we'll start with the Falcons. They're under a seven and a half, and this is like this is you know, Vegas wants you to take the over here. Um, I think the Saints are going to be good. The, the Bucks are going to be good. Um, I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, Barrel. this pick. This pick, I think, depends on how you feel about Matt Rule in his first year with the Panthers. So I'm going to go with the over two. Uh, to me, I think both the Bears and the Falcons, more so than any other team, are right on that like eight and eight cusp, right on that bubble. Uh, the Falcons in recent years have been a team that's always been seems to be you know bit by the injury bug. Uh, if they can stay healthy, and if their defense can stay healthy, because that's the important factor here. Because we know Matt Ryan, when he's healthy and on, he's good enough to be in the MVP conversation. Uh, they have really strong offense. Uh, I like the fit for Todd Gurley, but again, it's all about staying healthy. If they stay healthy, they'll ha- they'll they'll probably go way over. They'll probably go either maybe nine wins, maybe ten wins. They have an outside shot, 
but uh, I'm going to go with the over two. But if they're not healthy, then it's going to go under. But we're going to go over. Panthers, Matt Rolls here, Teddy Bridgewater. We both know Teddy Bridgewater is good. I mean, this guy was a pro baller at the Vikings, and I get a chance to play every day, uh, every game. Christian McCaffrey's there. Five and a half. I'm going to go with the over. Um, yeah. I'm confident they get at least hit six. This is going to be a division where the worst team in the division is still better than the, the worst or maybe the second worst team in a lot of other divisions. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people underestimate the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is uh, could be an elite game manager, if not if he's not already. Uh, we saw last year with the Saints, when you put a really good roster around him, he's more than capable of of giving you enough good play to get some wins. Uh, I like Matt rule as a coach. Uh, he's more of a, uh, a team builder, which I think is what they really need right now. Uh, and again, they're, they're not going to be good. Uh, they're not going to be bad. They're just going to be a really super competitive team. That's not talented enough, probably to win enough games to make a playoff push. Uh, I think the defense is still solid. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously is the best offensive skill guy in the NFL. Their wide receiver core is really underrated. I think DJ Moore is a really good receiver. I like Curtis Samuel. Uh, they get Robbie Anderson from the Jets and free agency. And uh, to me, he was never really a true one. But as a two receiver, he's solid. As a three, I think he'll be really nice there. Uh, I think they're going to win six or seven games. So I'm going to go with the over like you. I think five and a half is a really weirdly low number. All right, last two teams here, both playoff teams. They're going to be fighting it out for the, the, the division championship because then they'd have to – you know, they really want the you know the one seed now with the the whole fact of the matter of the expanded playoffs is huge because you actually get the bump. Uh so we'll start with the Saints. Their over under is ten and a half. I'll take the over. I think they can get eleven. There's no easy outs for this team. They'll be ready to set to, to battle come January. And of course, you know, they got your breeze still. So uh people say he's he's tempering off, but Drew Brees and Sean Payton is a winning, winning duo to me. I'm going to go with the under. Oh, and the reason why I say this is because I think right now that team is running into a lot of headache issues. Uh, obviously we know everything that's happened with the world right now. And Drew Brees has kind of gotten a lot of flack uh, mentally uh, I think there's there could be some distraction internally with this team. Uh, we've seen in couple in the recent uh, in the recent week with Alvin Kamara, he's having uh, a contract dispute. Obviously, he wants to get paid. Uh, again, this team is right up against the salary cap. I don't know if they're going to be able to have any means of improving themselves if things kind of go haywire a little bit. So when I say under, I don't think they're going to be bad. When I say under, I think they're they're going to take a step back and probably be more of an eight or nine win team this year. I think, uh, I think when you have such a prolonged period of success over given over a course of a couple of years, it's just it's very hard to churn out 10, 11 wins every year. It's really really hard to do so. And and yes, Sean Payton is good, and yes, they could do it again. Uh, but with Dallas improving, uh, I think the Vikings are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. I love Seattle and San Francisco in the West. I think the Cardinals are going to be improved, like you said. Some team's going to have to take a step back. All right. So I'm going to say it's the Saints. And again, this is not because I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be eight and eight or nine and seven. I just think that win total is very high. And again, this division's really good. So, wow. All right. I can't believe you're going under, but we'll, all right. We'll, we'll see there. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their over under is nine and a half. You got to worry, you know, everyone's going to take the over here. I'm taking the over, but I'm taking the over. What if, what if it just doesn't work out? You know, you, you never it's know. It's very possible. Tom, Tom Brady's 43 years old. What are they going to do? See, this is why I think they're also a fit for Josh Rosen too. Cause I think, I think everything else on this team is really, really good. I think they improved the offensive line at the draft. I think the skill position guys are among the best in the NFL period. The defense was really, really good last year, and that's credit to Todd Bowles, uh, former Jets head coach. Uh, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Shaquille Griffin uh, is going to be another uh, – he's going to be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year again. Uh, I think he's going to finish with double-digit sacks again. Uh, so, again, all this this basically comes down to is Tom Brady still effective? Can he get this team to 10 or 11 wins, which I think the answer is yes. 
But if things go haywire, I think this is also another spot where you could see Josh Rosen or you could see somebody coming in and and maybe taking over the the keys to the Ferrari because I think they built a Ferrari here. I think a lot of what they've done overall as a roster is really good. So I like I think Fournette. Team, I like Gronkowski. I yeah, uh, I think those are big moves, and I'll go with the over. All right, yeah. Joe. So that that's going to do it for our debut episode of You Know I'm Right on Football right here on the Landry Football Network. It was a great show. We got through all the teams with the over-unders. And next week, first week full, one. Full week, full week, week of, of Sunday Sunday football. So we'll give you our predictions for the season. And, of course, we'll look at, we'll look at all the games. Uh, but that's going to do it for our, our debut episode here today. Tell your friends about the show. We want, we want them to, to, to check it out. Tweet us at Nick underscore Durst and at Jay Calabrese one. Let us know what you want us to talk about and we'll be happy to do that. But that'll do it for us here today when, on the Chris Landry Football Network. For Joe Calabrese, I am Nick Durst and this has been You Know I'm Right on Football.